0: Welcome to Lasting Truth, our radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 23. Here's Pastor Ryan.
1: And turn with me in your Bibles uh, this evening to 1 Chronicles chapter 23, as we continue our study in the Old Testament. That's 1 Chronicles chapter 23, and give me an amen once you are there. And Father, we do come before you again this evening, so grateful for your tremendous love for us, Lord. Oh, we thank you for the cross. We thank you, Lord, that our names are written in your book of life. And we pray tonight, Lord, as we study your word, that you would speak to our hearts, Lord. Pour out your grace. Holy Spirit, lead us in the path. And Lord, help us to be different uh, as we receive your word. Remove pride from us, Lord, and give us humble hearts, Lord, for you teach the humble your way. And Lord, we pray that you would just rid us of any distractions, Lord, of the day, and help us to focus on your heart. In Jesus' name we pray, and together we say, Amen. Amen. All right, so in our story, as you know, King David is in the twilight of his life. He's about to die. Uh, But before uh, he goes and rests with his fathers, as the Old Testament says, when, when these prophets and kings would die, Um, He's preparing the temple uh, of of the Lord there in Jerusalem. We know that it is his son Solomon that has been given the privilege to to one day build the temple, but David in his last days is doing everything he can to make preparations for the building, that's getting all the materials, all the builders, and in this chapter he's taking care of the spiritual needs of the temple that are going to be there, so he gathers together um, all of the... uh, priests and the Levites, and and uh, he begins to divide them. And we read about uh, uh, their place in the temple where they're going to be serving the Lord. And so he's getting the spiritual needs of God's temple uh, taken care of, though he can't build it himself. And we know that the Lord was so blessed at David's heart, at the sentiment that he wanted to give God a house. He said, man, you know, I, I dwell in a House built of cedar, and the Lord is in a tent. And so, uh, God was so blessed at his heart to build God a house that God said, I'm going to build you a house, and the throne uh, of your house will last forever. And just a prophecy that uh, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, would one day be born of the lineage of King David. And so, uh, again, uh, it's King David. But we always keep in mind our Lord Jesus Christ, that this is his lineage. And so uh, we continue smack in the middle of him gathering all the the, the priests and the Levites who are going to do the work of the ministry. And so we'll just begin in verse 12. It says, then the sons of Kohath, now he's reading off the, the, uh, the, Lev, uh, the Levites here, the various sons, the sons of Kohath, uh, Amram, uh, Ishar, Hebron, and uh, Uziel, four in all, the sons of Amram, Aaron and Moses, and Aaron was set apart, he and his sons forever, that he should sanctify the most holy things, to burn incense before the Lord, to minister to him, and to give the blessing in his name forever. And so here we see that Aaron, the brother of Moses, and his lineage, his sons forever, uh, were the ones who were called to minister before the Lord and they were the main ministers of all the work. The priests were the ones who who uh, sanctified the most holy things. They were the ones who burned incense before the Lord uh, to minister to him and also to give a blessing to the people. They were there worshiping the Lord uh, on behalf of themselves and the people and seeking God uh, on on behalf of the people and, um, you know, speaking to God, speaking to God on behalf of the people and speaking to the people on behalf of God. Amen? So that was, that. they were the main ones. The Levites were those who supported them. And so here, we went extensively into this last time, so we won't tonight, but that's who they were. And they were to minister to the Lord Forever, Verse 14. Now the sons of Moses, the man of God. Now this is his brother, obviously. Moses, who? The man of God. Isn't that a cool title that the Bible refers to Moses as the man of God? And all of us who believe on Jesus Christ, who love him, are men and women of God. And, and we can always build on that reality. We're children of God. We're men and women of God. And we want to build on that. Lord, help us to be better men and women of the Lord. And so that's who Moses' sons were basically Levites. They were not priests. They were Levites. So they were of the of the lesser group there. It says Moses, the man of God, were reckoned to the tribe of Levi. Interesting, huh? Moses' sons and his lineage would be Levi Levites. The sons of Moses were Gershon and Eleazar. Of the sons of Gershon, uh, Shabul was the first. Of the descendants of Eleazar. Uh, Rehabiah was uh, the first. And Eleazar had no other sons, but the sons of uh, Rehabiah were very many. Of the sons of uh, Ishar, uh, Shalemith uh, was the first. Of the sons of Hebron, uh, Jer- Jeremiah was the first, Amariah the second, Jehaziel the third, and Jechamian the fourth. Of the sons of Uziel, uh, Micah was the first, and uh, Josiah the second. The sons of uh, Merari were uh, Mali and Mushi. The sons of, of Mali were Eliezer and Kish, and Eleazar died and had no sons but only daughters, and their brethren, the sons of Kish, took them as wives. The sons of Mushi were Mali, Eder, and Jeremoth, three in all. And so these were a bunch of names, the sons of Moses, Right? These were, or the the lineage of him, these were the sons of Levi by their father's houses, the heads of uh, the father's houses, as they were counted individually by the number of their names who did the work for the service of the house of the Lord from the age of 20 years Um, And above. And so um, the law stated, as we read last time in um, Leviticus, that the age of service was 30 years and above. But that was for, you know, the tabernacle purposes. Now they're going to move from a tabernacle into the temple itself. There's going to be more work. And so David, it says, before he died, he made a decree that he brought the age lower to 20 so that they can have uh, more Levites in order to be able to uh, deal with the greater work that needed to be done. And so that's why it says, of the age of 20 years um, and above. Uh, verse 25, For David said, The Lord God of Israel has given rest to his people, that they may dwell in Jerusalem forever. And also to the Levites, they shall no longer carry the tabernacle or any of the articles for its service. And so here we see at this point just a beautiful line that uh, is given by David, that the Lord God of Israel has given them rest So much so that they can now uh, dwell in Jerusalem forever. That's a beautiful line. God did give them rest. And when it says that God gave them rest, it didn't mean that like they stopped working and everyone just got to lounge around on uh, beach chairs. But it meant that they didn't have any um problems with the nations around them there were no wars there was no uh none of the peoples around Israel were coming in to harass them to attack them to try to take over them it was a time of rest tranquility and peace and Solomon's uh You know, um, rain would be known as a peaceful one where he didn't have to battle the other nations around him, really. And so during David's time, you know that he had so much trouble and so much war. He was a man of war. Amen. They just kept coming and coming and coming. And he kept fighting them and fighting them and fighting them with the strength of the Lord, gathering all the materials that they would need for the future building of the temple it all worked out it was all for a purpose but now there's rest and david recognized if anyone could recognize where there's peace tranquility and rest it's the man of war and he basically knows hey god has given us this rest so that we can build the temple that's why the rest was there so that they can build And, you know, it's a good reminder that Jesus is and always will be the peacemaker in our lives, the peace giver in our lives. He's the source of peace today, no matter what we're going through, right? He's the source of giving our spirit, our soul, just tranquility, rest. Peace, no matter what's going on around us, Jesus is known as the King of Salem, Salem, the King of Peace. You know, and in John 14 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus says, Shalom, my Shalom, I leave with you. Wow. I leave with you. I'm not, it's not like he, he, he's at the right hand of the Father, yes, waiting until the day the Father makes his enemies his footstool, but his peace, it's been left behind for you and for me. And how we need that reminder in these days that we're living in. Jesus gives us supernatural peace. In order to deal with the worries of the days. He gives us supernatural peace. But, a, but but you know how it is. Not all of us experience it as much as we should. Amen. It's The supernatural peace is there for us. It's available for us. But for some reason so many Christians don't experience it on a daily basis. And I think it's because there's a lack of seeking the Lord. God doesn't want us to worry so much and be so anxious over our problems. He wants us to look at Him rather than our problems. When we look at our problems, our problems get bigger and bigger. But God is continually saying to our hearts, Trust me, seek me, stop focusing on all of the problems in the world and all of your problems, seek me, seek my peace. You know, He says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these other things will be added to you. If you want the peace of God, if you want to experience that peace, and, and, and you can be in a dire trial, something you know, hard and very difficult or, or heartbreaking, but yet because we seek the Lord even in those times, there's a shalom that is upon us that is amazing. There's a peace that is unexplainable. And in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11, the writer says, Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. And the writer there, who I believe is Paul the Apostle, he's saying, Be diligent therefore to enter that rest. And he's speaking in context of the unbelief of the Israelites in the wilderness. They failed to believe and thus perished along the way they failed to believe god's promises and so we're not allowed to enter into his rest not allowed to enter into the promised land and we're warned therefore be diligent to enter that rest lest any anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience like in other words he's saying be diligent to believe be diligent to have faith in the king of peace for whatever problem or anxiety or trouble that you're having in your life and pursue His peace. Pursue Him. We have to pursue if we want the peace. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 4. Some of you Bible scholars know where I'm going. Beginning with verse 6, Philippians 4. Give me an amen once you're there. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Hearts and minds will be guarded Where do anxieties and worries, where do they stem from? From within us, right? Our situations from without begin to dictate our heart. And then from within, we feel anxious and worried and fearful because we're focused on that around us where the Lord says, be anxious for nothing. You know, but in everything by prayer and supplication, do what you must in prayer. Amen. To get over your worrying. Do what you must in prayer to get over your anxiety and your fear. I must. When I stand before you, I have sought the Lord in prayer. And I'm not afraid to speak in front of people. Which is the top five fears, most fears that people have. But that's how powerful prayer is. It changes our outlook. Changes our outlook, guys. Don't worry, Jesus said. You can't add a cubit to your stature. You can't, you know, you can't, you know, we can't do much, right? By worrying, just, you know, and if you're a worry freak, like some of us are, I'm sorry, the only remedy is to be a prayer freak. freak. And apparently, you' all have to pray more, whoever's worried so much, you know and that's, that's the only remedy I have. That's the only remedy God gives. You go to a doctor, he might shoot you with a pill. Try praying for a whole day. Try praying until it goes away, and it will. It will. because this peace is supernatural. But we need supernatural means to get it. God gave Israel, guys, in our text, he gave them rest. Let's go back. Verse 25: For David said, The Lord God of Israel has given rest to his people, that they may dwell in Jerusalem forever. And also to the Levites. I love that. Like, in particular, even the Levites. Like, I don't know how they didn't have rest before, but he, specifically, the writer says, and the Levites too. They had rest. They shall no longer carry the tabernacle or any of the articles for its service. And and so... Uh, That's how they had rest. They are no longer going to have to carry all that stuff around the desert and everywhere. They carried the tabernacle. Whenever the children of Israel moved in the desert, it was the Levites that took the tabernacle down. Tents, camping, you know, style. Huge. Tabernacle, they carried the poles, they carried the the tents, they carried all the articles, they did all the 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 grunt work. They 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 were the laborers of the of the priest guys. These guys were the were really the, the mules for the Lord. They carried everything. And David recognizes they don't have to do that anymore. They have rest. You know who that reminds me of? Of Sweet Hills. Oh, my goodness. If you did not know, recognize it has not always been. Uh, the amenities have not always been this nice. Oh, back at Hemerling up the street, let me tell you, folks would show up early and there were these. We, were, we met in the cafeteria and we, we had to pick up and fold these monster cafeteria tables that went up like a teepee. And then, then then you had to roll it, you know was it forty yards to either outside or in a room where we kept them um, uh, hid from everybody? And it was a cafeteria filled with tables. And then we had to remove all of our uh, uh, supplies from underneath the stage and the speakers. And and then we had um, black curtains that we used for a backdrop to cover the all the all the artwork from the kids. And so the brothers and sisters would be pinning that stuff up. to make make it look nice. Then we had chairs on, on, on rollers that we had to roll out and unfold every single one of them. I think we used to put out like 175, 76 chairs or something and they had to be just right because the pastor was the stickler and they had to be right and, you know... And everything just had to be perfect. And little by little, like the Lord was showing us, and we got rid of things that were cluttery. We put a roll in the back for like moms with kids. We didn't have a mom's room like that. You know, it was just what we had. We had to deal with the school. We we had to watch the clock, and we could only fellowship so long, and then we had to go. Um, you know, the the children's ministry people. Oh, poor them! They were dealing with a prickly pair of a teacher who would get upset if if one pencil was 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 moved from a desk, and so they had to take a pre uh rearranged picture before they can set it up so that they put everything back the same way. The walk from the parking lot was a bear. It was like a hundred-yard dash. And, uh, you know... And, you know, and just all of the all of the servants all of the people who love the lord there's a lot that went into that you know the bible says don't despise the the days of small beginnings and to see people walk in and go eh nah i'm gone what are they saying i don't think god's in this a lot of people took one look at that and said nah and that blesses my heart. Because people did leave, but others took around and said, Nah, I think God will use this, this space cadet. I think God will do something here. The Holy Spirit's here. It may look like a just tent put together, dragged around the wilderness of Banning, but people believed. Amen. And it's a beautiful thing. People believed. People worked hard. I'm just so grateful for all of them. And you know what? We we saw the glory of the Lord there. We saw people get saved, people get healed, people have their lives changed. Um, People, I mean, I can go on and on. I remember it began to get out of control, packed, and we knew something was happening. Something was happening. There were some Sundays where, where... you know, I don't count heads, but because we put a certain amount of chairs, we kind of knew, oh man, there's no chairs left. It was loud. It sounded, just to be able to grow and to hear the sound of the sheep even sounded different. It just sounds like a stampede. It sounds different, louder. The worship, everything was getting better and better as God was molding us. And and um, But now we're here and the Levites need not to carry things around anymore. I remember the custodian, she said to me, "Um, can I clean the church for you guys there? I said, no, Virginia. Finally, the guys have something to do. We're going to give them, we're going to clean this house. It's our house. God gave it to us. So, you know, just to you know, now everything's stationary. We don't have to carry things. I got an office. Kids have their classrooms. You know, no one's walking on, on eggshells, except for Jose. Amen. <laughs> the Lord. It's just a miracle. Amen. Now, God gave the Levites rest. Why? Why? Why did he give them rest? Why did he give Israel rest? The reason why he gave them rest Because it's not time for them to go to war anymore It's time for them to build the temple So I know churches like to do What's the vision? Vision casters Listen Okay,
0: We are in the vision
1: God gave us a house
0: Thank you for joining us today At Lasting Truth Radio If you're in the area Come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m., or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab.